everybody. Welcome to the Hallmark Keys podcast. We are so excited today to be here to be talking about episodes six through 10 of season two of Sweet Magnolias. So much fun. I hope you all have enjoyed binge watching it. And uh, we are here today to talk about and break down each of the episodes. And we have with me Austin Burke is here. I'm here again. I am ready to talk about this crazy season as a whole. Yes. And Anne is here. Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. Some good episodes ahead here. Yeah. And, you know, we had, a, I think, a pretty strong first five episodes. You feel like the season closed off also pretty strong as a whole. What do you think, Austin? I think so. I I think there were some really unexpected plot points, some some unexpected issues that come into play with the romances, which was nice. Uh, A couple of storylines. Rachel, you and I, we, we talked about some things in the first half that took up a majority, and they're definitely here, especially in our first episode back. But all in all, I, I think I really enjoyed this season of Sweet Magnolias. What do you think, Anne, overall? Yeah, I really like these second set of episodes, and I just really like this season. I think it is definitely better than the first season. Mm-hmm. I think just because we know the characters more, but I just think that the storylines are good and that there's some surprises and it's just, uh, they're just really keeping me, you know, engaged. Yeah. The only thing I have to say overall is they need to find another illegitimate father besides Bill. <laughs> I mean, the only person in the town. It, yeah. I mean, I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if next season there are like three more kids somewhere. I just, they just keep adding on. And at this <laughs> point, like, he's the number one suspect at all yeah. times for, you know, paternity. Like, yeah. It's just, uh, they should just do the test first and then do more research. Yeah. 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 This is not good. Yeah. It's, it's like Vince Vaughn in that movie where he's this. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right. So the first episode is called find it in your heart. And it's when the mayor won't see them, the Magnolias take their plans to the next level at karaoke. Helen and Eric give the town something to talk about. (laughs) So, uh, yes. So it starts out, everybody's kind of teasing Dana Sue about getting back together with Ronnie. So it starts out kind of fun with their relationships. Then we go to some darker places in future episodes, but, uh, but yeah, uh, (laughs) the, um, we also have Eric getting put in the friend zone by Helen pretty hard. What do you think about that, Anne? Yeah. I was like, okay. It's like, this doesn't seem what either of you want, but you're, you know, you're just going to say it, Eric, cause you're scared. And now Helen's like, oh yeah, I think the same thing. That's great. I don't want to ruin this thing we have. And I'm just like, this is going to come back soon. And it came back sooner than soon in the yeah. same episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was worried. I'm like, oh, they're going to stretch this out. Like this is going to be it's very like, slow burn, extra slow burn. Yeah. Like yeah. Jack and Elizabeth on one called the heart and make me just <laughs> crazy <laughs> waiting and waiting and waiting. And yeah. what do you think about that? Austin as a friend zone. As a massive fan of Eric, this hurt me <laughs> and it continued yeah. to hurt me because <clears throat> excuse me, it happens all throughout this second batch of episodes. We're going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm just like, can my yeah. my guy, Eric, not catch a break here? But then, you know, there are some things with him that he's having to work through as well. So it does go both ways. But at the same time, I'm, yeah, I'm just the whole time I'm rooting for Eric to just because I want it to work because I love these two together. 
Yeah. And we, we do in future episodes, we learn a lot about Eric and uh, in his, his character. And at first I was thinking, am I not feeling the chemistry as much between Eric and Helen as I wanted to, as I felt like I was going to, Um, I don't know, because she had such great chemistry with Ryan. Um, But I I feel like I warmed up to them as this, as the season went along. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Um all right. Well, let's talk about uh our little teenage love triangle thing <laughs> we have going on. <laughs> so, we have Cece and Ty. Cece sees that Ty is fixated on Annie, and of course then Jackson is interested in Annie. And so it's I guess like a love square. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I know, Anne, you were not a Jackson fan. Did you warm up to him? We're going to talk more about him in future episodes. I just, I just keep thinking, I guess, because I watched season one right before this and I mm-hmm. saw him making these like mean comments and like, you know, you know, the, even at the prom night, he was like, Ty, like, you know, the second bedroom on the left is, you know, open upstairs. And Ty's like, what are you talking about? Like, we're not trying to, you know, do that. And he's like, oh, like, and I guess I still have that in my mind. So I'm just like, you're going to have to work really hard to show Mm. me that you're like, not, you know, this person, you know, that jock, you know, Um, you're going to have to work a little harder, but I mean, he is being consistent. And so I can, I can give him that (laughs) seeing some consistency and, you know, trying to, you know, be better and be more kind and all that. So. I didn't know that I was such a fan of this sort of like bad boy jock <laughs> reformed, but I, it is clear that I am. <laughs> I usually okay. am. I just think I just really don't like it. Yeah. Cause I usually yes. am. Cause in one tree Hill, I was, you know, with Nathan and that's like the mm-hmm. same thing, basically, literally the same character. Um, but I just, I've seen that whole show. So I saw very slowly right. how he changed to the end. Because um, I, as we beginning. know, I loved EJ and Gina on High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> yeah. They're the best part. <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much. But what do you think about this love square, Austin? Uh, Jackson's working. I mean, he's working hard to prove himself, you know, yeah. and and I was uh, not on board the Jackson train. Now, I'm, I'm still in the episode we're talking about. I'm not there yet, and I don't know if I'll ever be fully there, but he is showing everything he can possibly show. And, and when we yeah. do get that very small interaction between he and Ty later on in the season, I'm like, okay. But at the same time, I've always rooted for Ty and Annie. And so I'm still of the mindset that that could play its way out eventually. But as of now, where we're at, I do think, I do think there is a little bit of a, a Jackson reform going on here. And he's, he's trying his best, even with, his parents and everything that's going on there, he's trying his best. Yeah, the thing that's different about uh, EJ on uh, High School Musical Musical Series is that they make, uh, I think it's Ricky is the main guy, right? Mm -hmm. I forget his name. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Ricky. They make Ricky and EJ very different looking. Whereas I think in this show, Ty and Jackson look very similar, (laughs) which is kind of a little bit like, I think it would, I don't know. I just think it's a little bit strange casting, especially for Annie to be like, which one of these guys that look exactly the same or very yeah. close? Yeah. Am I interested in, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. 
But uh, all right. So then Noreen apologizes to Maddie and says that, you know, she can never make it up for what she did, but she's, you know, hope that someday she'll find it into uh, in a way to forgive. And uh, Austin, what do you think about that? Noreen's an interesting character. I, I didn't know she would come back and play as big of a role as she did in this mm-hmm. season, which, w- which was nice. And to seek forgiveness for something like that. I mean, it was a huge, and we forget, right? In the first season, it was a big deal. She came in and just ruined, ruined everything. But I'm seeing, that's the great thing about this show is I'm seeing the good in these characters as they come to realization of what they did, uh, much more so jerk face, but what she did to her family. But now I, I, I like the fact that they're kind of coming together. And once she has the baby, it is this, the whole town's coming together to help not raise this child, but to come and, and, and be with her as she has this kid. So I do like that people are able to forgive. I don't want to say fairly easily, but forgive for some major wrongdoings in this show once you realize that they are truly seeking that forgiveness. So I, I, I really like her character in this yeah. season. I do. Well, and also we have to remember that it really hasn't been that long. I, yes. that, I mean, there was just uh, we I assume pretty, yeah. all of this was uncovered when she became pregnant and that's yeah. what blew everything up and she's still pregnant so it's mm-hmm. been under a year that mm-hmm. yeah. this has all been uh that maddie has been processing all of this so i you know i think because you know maybe we've had two years <laughs> between seasons and stuff like that maybe it feels longer mm-hmm. than it actually yeah. is mm-hmm. but that's uh, true yeah uh but and what do you think about that I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I was glad that, you know, Noreen did that. I think it's much more realistic that when she had time away with her family to reflect that, like, you know, she really had time to think about it and that that felt like authentic and like, that might be something someone really does, you know, um, when they have time, like later to think about it and they're like, not with this person anymore. Um, so that felt real. And, you know, I understood Maddie's response. Like she didn't know what to say, you know, um, I thought that that was totally like actually like a realistic thing. And, um, you know, I was, I was proud of Noreen for, for doing that. I know that, you know, could have been easy for her. Uh, so then we have this event at the town hall or whatever that they're doing. And we have this kid with this, uh, that's, fixated on the uh dino nuggets this whole situation he wants dino nuggets and then dana sue is kind of irritated at first but then she finds out that that they're from a really poor family and uh so then she ends up giving him lots of dino nuggets and uh and then a gift certificate to come eat at the restaurant things like that um and what do you think of that I loved it. Um, I went to VBS when I was a kid. Um, and oh, so you I know real- this is a real thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. And lots of, and it's actually authentic because like it's free. And so a lot of p- parents take their kids there as something for them to do because it is free. Um, and they do, you know, depending what time of day, sometimes it's just like at night and they'll have snacks or sometimes it is during the day. Like I went to one, I know when I was a kid, um, where they had did provide lunch. Um, and so they, you know, it's a real thing people do. So like I connected with it because I was so involved in it when I was a kid. Um, and so it meant a lot to me that they showed it. Cause I'm like, they never show stuff like this, like in TV shows, you know, and I'm from the South. So to me, it's like a total normal thing, but yeah. maybe to other people, it's like totally weird. <laughs> 
Um, I'm used to it. Um, and so I really liked that. And I was so moved. Like, I don't know. I watched it again last night. I was watching this episode and like, I'm like misty eyed every time I watch Dana Sue, like give this child these stuff to take <laughs> home. I don't even know why. Like, I'm just like, this is so like sweet. Like once she understood his reasoning and, you know, Ronnie kind of explained it to her, which totally made sense. Kids are always like that about toys, foods, name brand stuff if they can't have it. And I just, I don't know. I was just really moved by it. I thought it was so sweet and um, I loved it. Uh, what do you think, Austin? Had you heard of this? What is it, VPS? VBS, Vacation Bible yeah. School. Vacation oh, Bible School. It's something that I was a part of all through uh, middle school. I helped work in high school when I was in college. We went through something called crew and uh, put it on for kids in the summertime. This is it resonated with me big time, big time. I was very familiar with it. And this is so random. My brother has an obsession with dino nuggets and he, <laughs> and he still does. Right. He said he, he said he went on a date with a girl in, this is in college. And they went to the store and bought some dino nuggets. And instead of going out and watching a movie or something, they sat and ate some dino nuggets at his dorm room. So it brought back some very hilarious memories for me when this kid was talking about dino nuggets. So that combined with the, the VBS thing, but it was very sweet. And you're right. How often do we hear about vacation Bible school? Never in a program never like this. It. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah. I, I think yeah. that is super cool to bring awareness to something that does so much for families and children all across a lot of these Southern, I mean, I'm in Kentucky, but a lot of these Southern Eastern type states. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I not a traditional Christian. So I, a lot of those kind of things that, uh, that are part of that I'm not yeah. uh, aware of. Uh, and I think that it seemed like to me that this boy was a little on the spectrum to me. I felt that, um, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. And I, I think that it can be challenging. Um, when you, when you're not somebody who's familiar with, because the spectrum can vary so much and the behaviors can be so different depending on the person. And when you're not familiar, especially with a child, with how they express themselves, it can be a little frustrating because you're trying to communicate, they're trying to communicate and it's not working, right? And, uh, and so I thought they showed that actually pretty authentically like, of that frustration of trying, trying to communicate, trying to help and, uh, and just not being successful mm -hmm. so um and then we end with this episode with eric and helen uh doing the karaoke and uh something to talk about that's a pretty good karaoke song i feel like yeah yes. yeah, yeah. it's good it's good uh so what would you give this episode one to ten what do you think austin uh nice way to get back into it i'm gonna stick with my I'll probably go seven two seven point two on this one that's specific but right between a seven and a seven five sounds good what do you think ann uh i think i'd say an eight hmm. um i would say i think i'll go right in between you guys i'll do a seven point five nice. uh, okay so next episode is fragile things and it's new beginnings abound as serenity welcomes noreen's baby i isaac's birth mother tells him her whole story and Eric reveals his painful past to Helen. So a lot of going on in this one, Noreen has the baby and we, we get kind of a parade of people coming in, <laughs> giving her gifts. And it was very sweet when Maddie gives her the blanket, uh, that her kids used. That, that was, was very, very nice. 
Yes. It's very sweet. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that Eric's wife died uh, during a miscarriage and he tried to save her. And uh, that's why he kind of has, uh, he's got issues about the idea of Helen having, you know, children. He's very ups, you know, upset about this, this whole miscarriage thing. And yeah, so that was a whole new side of Eric and you find out why he became a chef. So what do you think of that, Anne? Yeah, I thought, um, I just really like how in this whole season, they're just showing like everybody trying to deal with um, stuff. Cause I think in this season, didn't they show him going to like a PTSD group? Or asking if it was yeah. okay if he could go to a PTSD group. Yeah. So, you know, they show him there. They show him, you know, talking to somebody. Um, and, uh, you know, and that he's being, you know, explaining like, you know, this is something I'm dealing with and that I'm not still, I'm still not over and I'm trying to deal with in a healthy way. And um, I just really like how they're kind of talking about that with his character and with lots of characters about mental health and dealing with things. Um, and I think that, you know, what he's been through who is very traumatic and, um, you know, having concerns about, you know, I think that he loves Helen and he, you know, wants to support her, but, you know, having, you know, he also, I'm sure in the back of his mind has some, you know, fears about, you know, losing, you know, seeing her lose a child and how that would affect yeah. everything he's been through. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that, Austin? I like how the show most series like this, they would just kind of rush into the relationship and say, okay, we're a boyfriend, girlfriend, whoop-de-doo. But this is more, we're going to sit and talk about our hesitations. And when Eric reveals his tragic backstory to us, that, that for me was so unexpected. And for him to do it in a way that kind of explains why he's hesitating with all of this, and both of them are hesitating, right? But uh, I thought it did so much for his character and it made him even somehow even more likable than he already was. So you completely understand the whys of everything going on in his head at that moment. I just thought it was unexpectedly beautiful. And no, I agree. I, I, I also appreciated the fact that they have chosen to be chased for this time period to help them to deal with all of this. And they didn't just, I feel like I have hardly ever seen this. Yeah in uh television <laughs> yeah like even even yeah. in like hallmark shows they never have like the discussion like they had here yeah of, like yeah. we are going exactly. it's just sort of like assumed that they don't which is fine but yeah. like uh here they actually had this like purposeful discussion of like we are going to wait until we've gone through all this stuff and we're ready i appreciate yeah. that well, yeah. it's, it's like you're watching a rom-com, right? And the, the guy, he has all this stuff that he wants to tell this girl, but he never says anything. And it doesn't, it's not until the end of the mm. movie when everything finally comes out. Well, in Sweet Magnolias, they're sitting down having this conversation uh, very early on in the process. And I think that's great. I think that feels more realistic than the way that it's normally handled in shows like this. Yeah, yeah I agree. Especially because um, they're adults, yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so we have this scene between Peggy and her mother and her mother explaining why she doesn't want her to tell or not explaining, telling her not to tell the father about Isaac. And I have to say, I thought this was one of the weaker scenes of the show. I didn't think that the 
actress playing her mother was was very strong mm-hmm. um and i don't know i just it felt very soapy to me and just not on the same level as the rest of the show and like with isaac being an adult i mean the whole thing is just ridiculous to me that you would that she would still at this point have a problem with her telling i mean what's gonna happen i mean why is this woman protecting bill of all people so much i i just uh i don't know i i thought that was a weak scene uh do you agree ann I do. I was just like, how could I was like, lady, I was like, it's over. Like this, you know, pretending that this never happened. Like you can't do that. Like you, this child is here. Like he, you know, Peggy, your daughter wants to have a relationship with him. Like it's time to just, you know, you should be supporting her not like, you know, acting like this. I just, I was just like, I just did not appreciate her. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of one of those Tyler Perry soap operas that are on Uh, network or place like that. I'm like, this is on a higher level than that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then uh, we have super awkward scene with Annie walking in on Dana Sue and Ronnie. (laughs) Yeah. making family as we used oh. to say on this podcast <laughs> oh, man. um yeah uh, what on earth are they thinking i mean i guess they're just not thinking but i mean <laughs> to not go into a room with a door is just yeah. ridiculous yeah. yeah and that's for child scarred that's yeah. on them right i mean you, you know yeah. I, I, dana sue she was kind of getting defensive and i'm like look your daughter, your daughter has every point right now. All right. Yeah. You're losing this battle. Your daughter's winning. You're losing. So I'm, yeah. yeah, that's one where the kid uh, is in the right and the adults are definitely in the wrong. No, no yeah. question. So what would you give this episode one to 10, Ian? Oh, I hope you, I was hoping you're going to ask him first. Um, <laughs> Cause I got to decide. Um, I would say like a 6.5. Yeah. Same with me. What do you agree, Austin? I'm, I'm going to go seven. I liked everything except for um, kind of that Isaac, that curveball that they yeah. threw in there. But but yeah, even even down to the awkward walking in on the parents thing, I thought that was it was so awkward and cringeworthy that it made it kind of exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. So then we have the rules of the game, episode eight. Uh, it's as the recall petition quickly picks up steam, Maddie and Cal attend a black tie charity fundraiser and Ronnie presses Dana Sue to make up her mind. I do have to say that if I had to pick zoning versus recall, I'm picking recall. So I'm glad they pivoted. 
Yes. <laughs> <to the> recall. <laughs> it's yes. better than the zoning. It's more right. interesting than, yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we get the scene with Jackson asking Dana Sue permission to take Annie out on a date. And this was really cute. I thought it was pretty adorable. I agree, actually. I, I do agree. This is good. Jackson <laughs> doing the right thing. And Dana Sue is intimidating. Um, it's not like she's yeah. like some like Maddie, like someone easy to like ask, you know, like that took that took some guts. And that Especially was Especially yeah. knowing Sweet. that they're in this feud with his parents. True. Yeah. That's even another level of yeah. Mm-hmm. I I gotta yeah. give kudos to my boy Jackson here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I would have been terrified. I would have been sweating so hard at that age. Well, still now, but at that age specifically. So that that was very, got to give him props for what yeah. he did there, man. That was very impressive. And, and the way he just kind of rushes out of there, I'm like, oh, he's tickled. He's tickled right now. He's so happy. It was, it was cute. It was really cute. Wow. Um, so Dana Sue is still refusing to accept ronnie's apology that he's changed she's still struggling so they agree that they'll go to therapy and then we see that in the next episode mm -hmm. and again that is a good thing about the show is they're really kind of normalizing mental health care whether it's mm -hmm. kyle and ashley or you know here they're going to therapy or you know all the different i think that's that's really good yep i agree speaking of kyle how, what do you, what do you think, Anne, of Kyle and Sophie and Nellie, our mm. little nerdy love triangle? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> cute little nerdy love triangle. Like I like, like they're like gave Kyle something, you know, different because you know there's not plays all the time anyway, and um, you know he's like getting into this whole gaming thing, and I think that's cool that he's like doing something different and that he's like happy and like making like new, you know, new friends, I guess, and. I mean, not Nellie, but, you know, um, yeah. Sophie and, um, I like it. And I think that, you know, uh, you know, Sophie's just like, Kyle, like, don't you know that obviously <laughs> this girl likes you and he's just like totally oblivious, like, yeah. Yeah. Here. like, you know, has no idea. And I'm just like, have you like been like not existing? Like, <laughs> this is so obvious, but I think it's cute. I like it. Those mayor's kids, the mayor's kids are just yeah. causing all kinds of yeah, trouble. They are. <laughs> they really are. And I, I don't I mean I don't game at all I don't at all and can you like design can a normal person like design a video game like this I, I guess I mean I love <laughs> my pedigree like I you know I, I see the kids are doing things like that nowadays but yeah I guess this is something that uh, it felt real so that's <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if like it, you can just like, you know, without like paying like so much money, if you can do that, like I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you need like the code or if there's some kind of like kit that you buy. <laughs> must be geniuses like <laughs> to, to create a game like that. If they're actually doing that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. If you're listening and you know, please tell us <laughs> in the comments. We yes, don't please. know. But, uh, but they're getting closer and yeah, Nellie is clearly interested in Kyle and it's the, but then who, I mean, who do you like, who do you prefer? Do you like Kyle and Sophie or Kyle and Nellie? What do you think, Anne? Um, I don't 
don't know. I think I kind of like Kyle and Nelly um, better. I just, I mean, I guess we, I just know her or we just, she's been around a little bit longer maybe. Um, but I also just think that it's funny that he's just like totally like oblivious. And then like, you know, when they, she realized, you know, then they're like so happy and I just think mm. it's sweet. So yeah. Yeah. Our teenage boys, this oblivious guy, <laughs> I mean, like Kyle is Austin. 100%. I've been there and well, not done that because I was as oblivious as he was. Uh, so, so yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. I think the, 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 the side eye that Sophie gives when she joins the group, I thought that was great. They cut to her face and she's like, "Mm -hmm." but then she says, go for it. And I love that instead of getting, she says, go for it. That was so sweet. I, I really like this whole new direction of television, whatever, that m- for the most part, they're not doing this whole pitting women against women or yeah, teenager yeah. against teenager. Cause I think the that they're like, out. yeah, it's just like, no, like, let's do something different. Like, let's just go away from that. We've been doing that for, you know, 20 years. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not. So well, I like that. I also like the fact that they're not treating these relate teenage relationships like they are they're for like forever love or whatever. Like, I feel like they're kind of treating it normal. Like you would, I remember a few years ago at the, at our local library, there was a sign this is right around Valentine's day, a sign saying uh, for teens is saying, are you, are you down about love and come to this teen meeting or whatever? And I was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, really do we, we, I, <laughs> we making people feel like they're terrible, you know, that they're, yeah teenagers feeling down about love you're a teenager what teenager. <laughs> i really yeah. hope you're not down about love and you're a teenager because you got a long way to go <laughs> did i know what love was as a yeah, teenager i feel like a lot of these shows and then also like things like twilight and harry potter yeah. and stuff yeah, like they yeah. find the love of their life when they're a teenager <laughs> and you're just like calm down yeah i agree <laughs> my goodness yes um, okay, so then we have Cece kind of ghosting Ty, and Ty gets upset and wants an apology from Cece, and it's like, of course she ghosted you. You're, oh. a, I don't know. He's just he's not he's not being my boy. I love Ty, but he's being. <laughs> it's the teenage obliviousness. I was I'm gonna say he's you. oblivious. He's, he's oblivious, oblivious that he's staring at Annie. Obviously, she's upset, and he's yeah. oblivious that he even like cares about Annie more than a friend. I think he's just like totally right. like up here, you know, same thing with Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but Cece can clearly see that, and so yeah. she's hurt, you know, and so yeah. Okay, so then Maddie goes with Cal to this fundraiser, and I guess. So Cal is like really famous. Like what kind of level? I mean, I'm not that big on my baseball, you know, so I, I'm, I don't know, but like, he, is he like an all-star? He was like an all-star. He was like a top tier player. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Well, well, they said he mentioned an MLB team. So I assume he played in the major leagues and to say what he said about him, I'm going to assume he was a great player. So yeah, I, way more than I thought he was. Like, um, I mean, this shows how bad I know that um, Jennifer Lopez dated one of the baseball players. I can't think yeah. of his name. Uh, Rodriguez. Was it yeah, yeah, A Rod. Yeah, yeah. 
So like, is he supposed to be like as famous as A-Rod? Because I can't imagine just like a normal baseball player having like super intense fans. It's hard to say because A-Rod's like billionaire status. So it's it's hard to say that. But I would say he was at least like, if I had to guess, yeah, two or three time all-star or something like that. Like A-Rod's Hall of Fame level. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's that because then there would be a lot more money in the game and you'd see a little bit more of that. But but I, I think he is definitely of the more top tier players of his generation, if that makes sense. Just above that Hall of Fame level. Yeah. And everybody just it. learned how much I know about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I know I'm nothing. Like, so. like the guy who dated Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I'm not a big, I'm not a big baseball guy either, but yeah, it's, I, I know a lot of these sports that I don't follow as much based off of what they've done in movies. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm kind of that way with baseball too. So like with Aaron and Derek Jeter being in oh. different movies. Oh yeah. Stuff. Derek Jeter. I know him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> the two people Rachel knows. <laughs> and I know like old old school like Cal Ripken Cal and Ripken? Mark McGuire yeah. and people like that yeah Ray Bonds <laughs> all those guys yeah but anyway so yeah there's like super intense fans here at this fundraiser mm-hmm. and uh, they're very like encroaching on his space and and everything and uh, so that kind of leads we'll talk about more in the next episodes but yeah that was interesting i didn't realize he was that famous until you know this this episode but uh and then Fran miss francis collapses at the end as our cliffhanger yeah so and what would you give this one or i guess Um, i went to i went to you first last time awesome what would you give this one uh i i really liked this episode for some reason there were a lot of great stories i'm gonna go 7.8 on this one Okay. And Anne? Okay. Um, I would say, I would say 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So then we have episode nine. It's called Dear Heart. And it's friends gather to plan a celebration of life. Meanwhile, counseling is off to a rocky start for Ronnie and Dana Sue. And Isaac meets his birth father. And they have this so Miss Francis wants to have a celebration of life, which I know a lot of people do, but sometimes I feel like that people need to be allowed to grieve. And when people want their funeral slash celebration of life to be this not sad thing, I actually feel like sometimes not in the case of Miss Francis necessarily, but like sometimes it actually can be kind of selfish. Like you don't want people to be sad but they need to be, people need to be sad. Like you need to be able to feel the, feel that this person is missing. And, and then the whole point of all sort of the rituals that we have for, for grief and loss is all sort of to help you hopefully begin to process what has happened. And uh, so I, I, cause I hear that people say that all the time. Like, I don't want people to be sad. People need to be sad. But the thing is, is that, you know, funerals are weird because, you know, funerals are for living people, you know, they're not for the dead person because they're gone and the living people need to grieve. They need to process, they need to start to do that. And so it's like this person who's gone, they want a celebration of life, but funerals are honestly for living people to start kind of this, this process. So, I mean, I, I understand, you know, what you're saying, Rachel, I, yeah. 
Yeah. And every, everyone grieves in different ways too. And right. I think that yeah. there's a lot of expectations at funerals. We all have to grieve in the same way. Um, you know, and that there's just from things that have happened in my life of different family members grieving in completely different ways. And you may look at that and say, well, that's just, that's uncommon, but I think everyone should be allowed to grieve in their own way because especially when it first happens, that process, it's, it's the worst part of it because you just don't know how to respond. So yeah, yeah Rachel, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked the idea of a wake after the funeral gathering mm -hmm. together. And a lot of times it's in, cause it's like an Irish tradition of it's in like a pub or something and people yeah. share stories and you know, that kind of a thing. And a lot of times people have like a little luncheon or whatever. And I think that that's, that's the way to do this sort of more relaxed style, mm -hmm. but you know, everybody gets to choose and have their choices, but I, I wrote down, I'm like, I'm not a fan of this kind of, like, I think you need to have time to grieve. And so, um, there was a great scene between Maddie and her mother, I thought in this mm. scene, uh, yeah. where, you know, she says, I don't know what I would have done without you uh in this divorce and uh there because remember when the show first started they were uh kind of at odds and they had to um make up and uh so yeah i think that was a really good moment that was a good moment i liked i liked that one a lot mm -hmm. Matt, yeah. maddie's mom's coming in mvp conversation here <laughs> it feels like every scene with her is just fantastic and rachel i forgot that they were at odds at the beginning i did too actually until yeah. she just said that <laughs> yeah I, it doesn't feel that way because especially when she's sitting there telling her mom how much she means to her i'm like ah oh, this is powerful man this this is powerful because we all have that person in our life that we feel that way about so that was one of my favorite scenes of the show so far yeah it was it was a i agree it was a really good moment Okay, so then we have uh, Dana Sue and Ronnie in marriage counseling, and they're asked to read their vows, and he hasn't brought his, and he says, well, I know it by heart, mm -hmm. and basically kind of her response to that, if you knew it by heart, why did you break them, and uh, so that's a pretty intense scene, um, and, uh, you know, and she says trust that is, has been broken and it's really hard to repair um uh, what did you think for all with austin first what do you think about that whole dynamic that was that, that, was, that was tough that was tough it's 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 beautiful it's real um because those emotions are there it's it's very evident that they're trying to find the words to say to each other and and in that situation um you know, it's hard because they keep going back and forth. And I'm thinking to myself with same thing with our other romantic storyline, just, just do it, just do it. But every time one of these problems gets brought up, you know, Dana Sue will bring up something. And, and when he's going about his wedding speech, uh, that, that was a genuine thing that I believe that she felt in that moment. So that was, it was hard to watch, but it felt real for me. And I, I found it to be a very impactful scene. And what did you think about this uh, dynamic between Dana Sue and um, Ronnie? Um, I think it's really real. Um, you know, I've been um, in Dana Sue's position where she is. And I think that that I think that this whole storyline with reconciliation is very authentic and very well written. And I'm like, she must have like, 
you know, someone telling her, you know, a real experience, because I think it's, I think it's really real. Um, there's so many up and downs in reconciliation and there's, you know, when, you know, you're the person that's been hurt, you know, um, you just feel, you know, so much frustration, so much, you know, anger, so much sadness, which is, you know, what Dana Sue was feeling in that moment. She was just, you know, she was overwhelmed. She was triggered. She was sad. She was angry. Um, you know, and she left. Think that they ever do reconciliation storylines. Um, and I think they have the opportunity because they have three different ladies. So they have different things they can talk about here. It's not just one person. Cause if it's one person, they're not going to do that because it's boring. It's not as interesting. They can't make it steamy. They can't make it slow burn, fall in love with somebody because it's healing something. It's not as, it's not going to be, you know, like that kind of drama that TV wants, you know? Um, so I'm proud of them for doing this. And I know that I related and I'm sure a lot of other people do. And I think that it's actually authentic. So to do something that's not seen a lot and do it well, I think that's great. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the problems that we sometimes have just as humans is we have this notion that we need to forgive and forget. And I think that that is such a damaging yeah. idea because it's, per, it's, it's impossible. What you yeah. can do is learn to forget about the pain. And cause that's always going to be part of who mm-hmm you are. Well, when someone's hurt you, that's part of, you have a wound and that wound is part of you, but you can, you can heal and you can Mm -hmm. forget about the pain, but it takes time. And I think that Dana Sue is going to need time to heal and make something new. The idea that they're going to go back to their original relationship and she's going to forgive and forget, and everything's going to be just like it was, is not realistic or particularly helpful. Like they have the opportunity to make something even better uh, exactly. yeah. in, in this new phase that they could be in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think that it's definitely a very uh, well done and I think very well acted uh, s- situation that they're doing for Dana Sue and Ronnie. I've, yeah. I've always said, I've, I've been really good at the forgiving part in the past but when it comes to forgetting it's always just in the back of your mind right and that's something that I've just speaking on my relationships prior to the one I have now I I've always struggled with the forgetting part and it always comes up when it comes time to confront that once again right because I've you know I I really struggled with taking the time for myself to go through the almost the therapeutic way of, of getting over those emotions, right? So I, I love the idea that this show is allowing our couple here to go to therapy and to talk out these emotions and to get mad and frustrated, but at the end of the day, be able to come back and talk about it again. So I just, I found it to be something that felt more real, even though I've never personally gotten that experience, if that makes sense. I, I just thought it was a very well-handled moment in their relationship and i'm starting to come around on them i think and i give a lot of i give a lot of credit to brandon quinn who we have interviewed and i'll put a link um (laughs) i i give a lot of credit to brandon quinn because it is tricky to keep ronnie likable yeah when he's hurt one of our lead characters so badly Mm-hmm. And uh, they managed to, they, I feel like they've been successful in doing that so far. Mm-hmm. They have. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, next big surprise, Ryan returns and he's, he's the grandson of uh, Francis, Miss Francis. Uh, I think it's a nephew. Or, or nephew. Is it nephew? Maybe it's nephew and he was, she was his great aunt, maybe. I, okay. Something like, yeah, yeah, yeah something like Relation. That. And, uh, and so he's back. And of course, that uh, causes all kinds of problems for Helen. Um, one thing I didn't really buy is that you have that Ty's physical therapy is taking longer than he wanted. And it's as if there is nobody who is, who none of these talent scouts are willing to wait for him to finish. And I find that kind of hard to believe. Like, it's not like he's going to be in it for years. We're talking a matter of like, it's going to take him a few more months like than expected. Uh, I feel like there would still be tons of colleges still interested in him. So it's, it's, it's tough. The way they're going about it is they're, saying that he wants, did they say division one? I think they may have said division one. I think so. Okay. So he wants the division. He wants the top tier colleges and he's not willing to go a tier below that. Don't you think any of those would wait if it was someone they're really interested in and, and he's just got to, it's going to take him a little bit longer to finish the physical therapy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, And even if he couldn't make it to you know, say it goes into, you know, the first couple of months of the season. Okay. Right. You could always still go about it when, you know, he's ready and he'd be good for next season. So he could just take a year off. Right. So I I don't, I don't buy the way that they're handling. It doesn't feel real to me. Plus also, and again, you've seen my baseball knowledge, but (laughs) college really isn't that big a thing for baseball. Right. Don't they go to the minor leagues? Yeah, not as not near as big as other sports, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So uh <laughs> anyway, but I do like the fact that Ty's starting to think about okay, what else am I good at? What else do I am I interested in? What do I like? That's you know, something that uh everybody, you know, should kind of you shouldn't have all of your eggs in one basket when you're only 18 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. And we find out that... Bill is Isaac's father. That's the big reveal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. okay. I have to ask you guys. Okay. So I thought it was two people before they revealed it was Bill. I'm wondering if anybody else thought the same two people. Well, one of them was a joke to me and I just thought it'd be funny, but the other one, I really thought it was. Okay. So who did you guys think it was before? I didn't, I didn't think anybody. I, I, yeah, I I didn't. I mean, I feel like who else is sort of that? Who is Bill's age? 
it seems like they're most of the other men are kind of younger but um i guess he thought eric was his father for a while um what a yeah i mean what what other guys do we have there's jeremy and ronnie and um ryan what other guys do we have i can't even think of any other i mean that's most i mean yeah that's most of them so you thought one of them i thought yeah okay so i thought it was gonna be ryan and i'm like okay i'm like maybe ryan just really has a type like he really likes black women with short hair like (laughs) this is like you know maybe i don't know so i thought maybe it's him because then he comes back to town and then of course they drop it Oh, well, Peggy said she wants to talk to me. Then I'm like, oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be Ryan. And then they talk and like nothing really happens. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I guess if she had the baby in high school, then it could have been someone like Ryan. I mean, yeah. And then I just thought, oh, they need to make it the mayor. The mayor needs to be the mayor's son. Just because I was like, that would just be really, because the lady would be embarrassed even though she shouldn't be. And it would just be like, I don't know, just something, you know? And I was like, and then they show, you know, the mayor talking to her on the bench and she's like, I'm not keeping your secrets anymore. So they Mm -hmm. were just trying to throw me all over the place. And I'm just like, (laughs) tell me who this person is. So many emotions. (laughs) What'd you think, Austin? Did you think anybody or? I I didn't really, I never, I never really formulated anyone. I mean, to, to know now that it should have been obvious because who, who else you know it almost feels like it almost feels lazy but it makes sense in the context of the show so it's like you kind of have to go in that direction mm. right but uh but yeah I, I didn't really formulate any guesses if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah it does yeah and then we have mary vaughn threatening to expose cal's past and uh he he evidently has had some anger issues which we've known about and i don't feel like any of that would really be that big a deal i mean i guess people are nervous about a a coach but i mean it was a long time ago and you know he's he's he paid the price for whatever he did yeah i don't know i just i wonder if people would really really be that scandalized by it but i don't know what do you think austin i thought it was going to be way bigger than it was Mm -hmm. i was thinking like okay something happened he has a kid somewhere you know it's (laughs) it's one of these like big time and then they said what it was and i was like oh you know again i (laughs) I did sports in high school. My coaches got really angry. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm used to an angry coach in yeah. every facet of the game. So it's like, okay. But I know that was a big thing for him, but it shouldn't be something that should be this huge secret being kept that I'm ready yeah. to reveal to everyone. I was, I was a little- Like in Hoosiers, he literally struck a, a, a team, a, yeah. one of the- and. Uh, we just had um, Big Shot, uh, uh, the show on Disney Plus, uh, where um, John Stamos' character he ends up teaching. Uh, he goes from teach from coaching in the NCAA to coaching high school uh, girls uh, because he had an anger uh, episode, and <laughs> you know it's like not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, most most people are probably like, "Wow, we get this uh, <laughs> this great coach." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Mary Vaughn being Mary Vaughnish, she is uh, trying to bring down Maddie. 
and because she's mad about the recount. So, uh, and what, well, I'll do this one first. So uh, I would give this one, I thought this one was pretty good. I'm going to give it an 8.5. What about you, Anne? Um, there's just one moment I want to mention that I really liked. Oh yeah. Um, it was between Ty and Helen. I really mm. liked that whole scene. Yes. I just thought it was so good. And I just love seeing, you know, Ty, you know, just, you know, talking with one of the other, you know, Magnolias and, um, you know, talking about something as serious as like first love and like, you know, getting advice from her. And, um, you know, Helen kind of got emotional when she was talking because, you know, Ryan's in town. So it's literally, she's thinking about, you know, as she's talking to Ty. And I just thought it was really good. Um, So between that scene and for me, like the scene with Ronnie and, you know, Dana Sue and like, you know, the other stuff going on, I would say a nine uh, for this episode. Yeah, his eyes were his eyes were opened in that moment Mm, um, to all of the unawareness. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, I'm going I'm I'm eight, five, eight, five with this. This is the best episode maybe of the whole show so far. I agree. All right. So the last episode season finale is called If Thou Wilt Remember. And more than margaritas are shaken up as Cal's past resurfaces an unsavory acquaintance returns to serenity and Helen faces a life-changing decision. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) This episode. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Ryan, he tells Helen he's ready to have a child. And that had been the big stumbling block in their relationship. So it's tough. It's tough. Oh, yeah, that's hard. That's so and hard. I do think that those two actors, uh, Ryan and Helen, do have really good chemistry. Uh, but then he hasn't treated her very well. And then to come back and all of a sudden be like, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, surprise. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Austin, about that? Get out of here, Ryan. <laughs> Get out of here. He is not on board. Don't don't want him here. Get out of here. I look, it's very sweet that he's come to this decision, but it's almost like we were kidding so good with 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 my boy Eric here. Okay. And then things just kind of starting to revert back the other way. And I'm not liking it. I'm not like I'm not a fan. So I I hope I hope we get some more because Eric's the phone call and she she doesn't answer it and she puts it back in her pocket. I'm like, oh, answer that phone, but you know. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then we also get a scene where they uh, were Ronnie and Dana Sue talk to Annie and tell uh, her that they're getting back together, basically. And uh, it's an emotional scene. Yeah. yeah. Annie was like, uh, yeah, she was like, she didn't know what to say. She was kind of like jarred and overwhelmed and happy and just, uh, you know, over overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and I think she, the actress did a good job uh, in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be overwhelmed yeah. at something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So then we have Bill telling Maddie about Isaac. And I thought that was also a really well done scene. Just, I, I liked uh, when she says, I can't handle another surprise. I'm full of my surprise. Thing. Mm. And boy, uh, and I mean, in Bill's defense, he didn't know about this. I so know. it's not like he was trying to hide it. I know. But yeah, 
Yeah, that's just... what I told my mom. And for me to come to the defense of Bill is like, <laughs> really? But I was like, mom, I was like, he literally didn't know about this kid. At that time, he was just a horny teenager. Like yeah. he wasn't like married to Maddie. Like this is kind of different, but I know it's all piled. Yeah, you know, it gets piled in the thing. But I was like, mm. he literally didn't know this child existed. Like he just found out, you know, now he needs to do, you know, he needs to you know, do the right thing and, you know, uh, get to know Isaac and he'll be there, but he, he really didn't know. But in That's... Maddie's defense, she's also kind of right that just like he creates a yeah. mess wherever he goes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some people that are just yeah. draining, you know, like they, I don't mm. even know if they a hundred percent mean to be, they just are draining to have in your life. <laughs> And Bill, is, was, one Bill is one of those. Yeah. yeah. When, when she listed off all the people that he's affected, she's like naming all the kids and she starts naming the adults. And I'm like, Ooh, this is savage, but she's got a point, you know, yeah. it's, it's very accurate what she's saying, but yeah, it's the first time I felt like he shouldn't have done that obviously, but at the same time, right. He didn't know. So it's, it's a very tough situation, but you're right. He is in the wrong almost everywhere he goes. So it makes sense that they went this way. Yeah. Yeah. We find out that Cal has an assault and battery conviction. Um, and then they, because of that, they terminate his contract. And I guess maybe he should have been upfront about that. If he just told them when they signed the contract, then it wouldn't have been a surprise. Yeah. But, but Yeah. Um, so then Ryan reads a poem uh, in honor of Miss Francis. And it's called uh, When I Am Dead, My Dearest by Christina Rossetti. And it says, when I am dead, my dearest, sing no sad songs for me. Plant thou no roses at my head, nor shady cypress tree. Be the green grass above me with showers and dew drops wet. And if thou wilt remember, if thou wilt forget. I shall not see the shadows. I shall not feel the rain. I shall not hear the nightingale sing on as if in pain and dreaming through the twilight that doth not rise nor set. Happily, I may remember and happily may forget. So that's the poem. <laughs> um, that was very well done, Rachel. Thank you. Well <laughs> but it was very sweet. It was, I guess it was Miss Francis' favorite poem. And uh, so that was, that was nice moment. Um, and then we have Mary Vaughn uh, trying to prevent Nellie and Jackson from being with, uh, with Kyle or Annie. Um, and her kids are just like, forget that. They ignore their mother. <laughs> Both of them just said that. Well, whatever. We'll just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh Nelly kisses Ty. I mean, not Ty. Nelly kisses Kyle, and uh, Jackson is with Annie. So it's pretty cute. Yeah, the, the Nelly Kyle kiss was pretty. It was more <laughs> intense than I thought it was going to be. I'm like, oh, oh Kyle, let's go! Come on. <laughs> Were, well, weren't they by the kissing tree? Oh, were they? Oh, yeah, that they? sounds right. I can't remember if that was when they were, or they just went by it and said, this is the yeah. kissing tree, but it so, was, it was more uh, involved than, <laughs> than are ready for. Poor That's Sophie though. I like Sophie. Oh, I yeah. know. I do like Sophie. Yeah, she's sweet. <laughs> uh, okay. And I, but I did like the fact that both of them were ignoring their mother. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. 
and then we see this at the kind of wake kind of situation the fan from the fundraiser comes back and basically kind of lunges at maddie and so then cal punches him in the face and uh, then he's basically taken off at the end and that's kind of our it's arrested uh, so uh then the big cliffhanger is we have ryan proposing to helen oh. at the end <laughs> and please don't make us wait two years to find oh out no please happened. don't i can't wait that long i can't wait two years <laughs> i mean i can't imagine that she's gonna say yes right do you think do you think ann I don't know, Rachel. I really don't know. This is the one thing that was, you know, that was blocking her and Ryan. And now he's saying, like, I've seen the light. Like, I want to, you know, bring children into the world. And so it's a lot of history there. I don't know. <laughs> I like Ryan. I'm sorry. I think it's just nostalgia because, you know, when I was growing up, I never saw couples like my parents on TV. So I really just, it's totally not objective because my dad's white, my mom's black. I think that's just, I'm putting my own self onto it. <laughs> but I just really like Ryan. I think the guy is really handsome. I think they have really, really good chemistry. Yeah. And I like Eric a lot, but I just, I just, I wanted her to give Ryan a chance because he has been just in and out of her life. I want him to be there and to prove that she is, he is who she thinks he is. I want to and see she might do that. She, I could see her giving him a chance, but I have a hard time believing that she's actually going to end up with Ryan in the end. But but yeah. who knows how long this show will go on? So they could stretch it out. But yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Austin? Is she going to say yes? <laughs> he will be so sad. Uh, yeah. First, I had to come around on Ronnie, and now I have to come around on <laughs> Ryan. Like all these. Our names Our that are coming back <laughs> in people's lives. Uh, just, I don't know if I can look. Ryan is. I, I love the fact that his mind is is here and and his mindset's kind of shifted. But yeah, you've introduced me to Eric. I can't go away. I mean, Eric's just the best. So oh, I can't. I can't do that. Uh, I can't do that to my guy. He's come on, Team Eric, all the way. Well, the other thing too is I feel like that's a big thing to change your mind about like it huge is. whether you want to have children or not yeah. and for him to all of a sudden he wants to have children i feel like i need i if i were helen i would need a little more information sure <laughs> yeah this, that's you know, totally fair yeah uh about this to really trust that this is like a real that he's not just saying what needs to be said mm -hmm. you know kind of a thing and so that's interesting and of course he doesn't know that she almost had his child yeah know, that's true is, if she reveals that that's going to upset him that she kind of never said anything to him about mm -hmm. it at all right so i mean he, he was gone but uh, but yeah. still uh yeah i don't know i do like eric but i do, I, I do think I don't know if their chemistry is quite as good as as with Ryan, but uh, but I think he's probably a better fit for Helen. But mm -hmm. we'll see. It'll be interesting. We'll be excited to see the new season. 
Thank you so much, Austin, for coming and doing this, both episodes with us. We sure appreciate any time we can have you on. Uh, this is uh, always a delight. And uh, so where can people find you and your content? Of course, Rachel. Thank you all again for having me on. You guys can find me on YouTube, Austin Burke, uh, letterboxed at the Burkinator on Twitter and Instagram, uh, just writing reviews and and doing as many videos as possible on as many series and shows and and making myself very tired in the process. But I I, I was so happy. This was one of the shows that I, I want to keep coming back to because the storylines are just so good. Thanks again, guys, for having me on. Yeah. yeah. And and what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at awscott21. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. All the information's in the description. And thanks again, everybody. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye-bye.